Kia ora. Welcome to the Arise Church podcast. For more details, you can find us at arisechurch.com. But right now, we're going to hear from our senior leader, Ben Kendrew. We hope you enjoy today's message. know, um, maybe you're reasonably new to the church journey, Christian faith. Well, Palm Sunday is actually something that has been observed by the church and Christians for many centuries. It's the week before Easter Sunday. It's an acknowledgement of what we read in the Bible where Jesus enters Jerusalem. And it, it is the beginning of what is referred to as Holy Week. And as we're going to read soon, it's, it's referred to often as the triumphal entrance of a king but a king that comes in a way that many didn't expect. But it's something powerful that precedes, obviously, the most significant event to happen on earth. The crucifixion, the death, and then the resurrection of our Saviour King, Jesus. And at the beginning of this week, for us as a church, for every person, for us to prepare our hearts for what God is doing and wants to do in our lives and across our world at Easter time, I believe he has something powerful for us today, acknowledging that just days before he would be hung on the cross, days before he would pay the ultimate price for you and I to have freedom, that that a city stopped, that crowds gathered, that there was an acknowledgement of the significance of this person, Jesus. And as you read about it, as you dive into the Scriptures, the occasion is so rich in substance and meaning. And I know in my journey as a Christian, which is decades deep now, having grown up in a beautiful Christian home. In fact, I was remembering this week that one year on Palm Sunday in the church I grew up in, we would actually have palm branches on the floor of the aisles, and which is funny because we walked down them. And I don't know about you, but I'm not Jesus. So <laughs> not sure uh, if that was, you know... Legit or not, but, but I don't know if I've always acknowledged the significance of this day in my life. And God has unraveled and unpacked and shown me so many amazing things that today I believe this is going to be a powerful moment for our church. It's actually recounted in all four Gospels, which is always a good indication that this is important. Matthew and Mark and Luke and John all write and tell of the triumphal entrance, the moment where Jesus descends from the Mount of Olives, he enters Jerusalem, that crowds come from far and wide, they gather, they shout praises, they lay their own cloaks and clothes on the ground as a sign of honour and respect, and they get palm branches, that's where the name comes from, by the way, and they put them on the ground as Jesus rides into Jerusalem on the back of a donkey. A crowd gathers and shouts his praise, yet in a few days' time, Crowds would gather and call for his crucifixion, potentially even people from the same crowd. But that, that was his why. That crucifixion, that, that whole journey, that was his purpose. He knew that. He knew that and he grappled with that and he even asked his father, God, could you take this cup from me? Is there another way, Father? But always as our most incredible example of what it is to live in the call and purpose of God. He says, not my will, but yours be done. And he committed himself to the cross. It was his purpose, his passion, his cause, 
And that is what proved his kingship. So as I said, it's in all four Gospels, but today I wanna read to us from the Gospel of John. It's in John chapter 12, beginning in verse 12. I wanna read this recount of the triumphal entrance. And then I'm believing today that God would move on hearts and that for many of us, we are gonna open our lives in a new way to the King of Kings, to the Lord of Lords. And we're gonna experience what comes when we say you are King. Because whoever's King determines the dominion of that kingdom. John 12 verse 12 says, the next day the, Jew, the news, sorry, the news, the Jews are involved, definitely. <clears throat> the next day, the news that Jesus was on the way to Jerusalem swept through the city. I'm believing for that across every location of Arise this week as we approach Easter. A large crowd of Passover visitors took palm branches and they went down the road to meet Him. They shouted, praise God, blessings on the one who came in the name of the Lord. Hail to the King of Israel. Jesus found a young donkey and rode on it, fulfilling the prophecy that had said, don't be afraid, people of Jerusalem. Look, your King is coming, riding on a donkey's colt. His disciples didn't understand at the time. My hand's up. I always wondered, why a donkey? Stay with me for the next 10 or 15 minutes. They didn't understand, but after he had entered his glory, they remembered what had happened and realised that these things had been written about him. Many in the crowd had seen Jesus call Lazarus from the tomb, raising him from the dead, and they'd been telling others about it. That was the reason so many came out to meet him because they'd heard about this miraculous sign. And the Pharisees said to each other, there is nothing we can do. Look, everyone has gone after him. This is the unexpected entrance of an unlikely king. The unexpected entrance of an unlikely king. Unexpected in the way that he arrived and his appearance and his, and his demeanour on the back of a donkey, humbly as a Jewish rabbi. Unlikely compared to the way we perceive kings should arrive and make themselves known, both in 2023 and in this moment in Jerusalem. But let's be clear from the outset of this message today, Jesus is King. Jesus is King, capital K, King of all other kings. And we need to understand today that was truth before Kanye made it an album title. That was truth before it was ever on a t-shirt. That is the truth in the Word of God. First Timothy chapter six says, for at just the right time, Christ will be revealed from heaven by the blessed and only almighty God. He is the King of all kings and the Lord of Lords. Jesus arrived in Jerusalem as King. Biblically speaking, and, and all the King of heaven arrived on the back of a donkey and, and something in the crowd understood something of His kingship because they all shouted, all hail the King of Israel, they proclaimed. And yet days later, that phrase, the King of the Jews would be used as mockery as they hung it across the top of His, his cross. And they used it as, as to try and hump, lump shame upon him. It was misunderstood, his kingship. And I reckon it's been misunderstood ever since. Maybe even for us today. Maybe even for some of us who have accepted Jesus as Saviour. But our question is, is he your king? The unexpected entrance 
of an unlikely king. He arrived in Jerusalem as king and he arrives into our lives today as king, ready and willing to establish a kingdom like no other, a kingdom of peace. What kind of king is this that rides in on a donkey that, if you remember, was born in a stable, probably with other donkeys there? I wonder if the Bethlehem donkeys were related to the Jerusalem donkeys <laughs> and the great lion of donkeys. What kind of kingdom is he here to establish? What is this king? His kingdom, if you're taking notes and you want to write one thing today, I just want you to write this, is a kingdom of peace. A kingdom of peace. Kingdom of victory, yes. And we know now on the other side of Easter weekend, the victory in Jesus, how He overcame the grave, conquered sin and death, walked out of that tomb and brings victory for every person, amen. But what makes this King so different to any other in all of humanity, all of history, is He is a King of peace. And I believe and I declare that in our church, in our life, in our nation and around the world, that the King of peace would come again. Make way for the King. All hail King Jesus, who brings a kingdom of peace, peace into hearts. This is the King that I believe each and every one of us need. It's evident that our world needs peace to reign, R-E-I-G-N, reign like a king. We need peace to reign. But for each person, I believe probably for many here today in every location, people are yearning for peace. People sitting in campuses today, and you smiled and waved and hugged in the foyer on the way in, but inside, turmoil. In our head, angst and anxiety. Our world is racked with these challenges. We need true, real, lasting peace. Peace that only Jesus can bring. Our world obviously needs peace. And we can reference war and fighting and that kind of aggression, but... I actually think each and every person, each and every whānau, each and every home, each and every marriage, each and every friendship, we need real peace. Because our world is full of frustration and anger and worry and anxiety and fear and comparison and contention. And we go through our days. Some of us, we wake up and the first thought is, we need peace. Some of us wake up and go, well, Today's going to be better than yesterday. And we woke up at 6am and by 6.15, we decided to read our emails before we read our Bible and peace is gone. (laughs) Our world is in desperate need of peace. And and I believe if that's you today, firstly, I want you to know you're not alone. It's evident in the Scriptures. Jerusalem was actually chaotic when Jesus arrived. And the next Week shows us that chaos only grew. So you're not alone and you're not condemned. If you're sitting in church today saying, well, everyone else looks peaceful. <laughs> They've got as good a mask as you had. 
You're not alone and you're not condemned and peace is available. But the question is, who is king? Because whoever's king will determine the kingdom that you live in. Jesus is the bringer of peace. You may be listening to this message so far and have been happy to shout and clap and acknowledge Jesus is king. We read a verse like, he's the king of kings and the Lord of lords and go, yes, amen. And then when I said his kingdom is a kingdom of peace, you go, okay, interesting. How'd you get that? (laughs) I'm glad you asked. As I mentioned, you know, the triumphal entrance here in the Gospel of John and in every other gospel, as with so many other parts of this powerful week, the Last Supper, Jesus with the disciples and the prayer in the Garden of Gethsemane and and then the road to Calvary, it's just so laden, rich with meaning for, for God to continue to unpack in our lives until the day we step into eternity. There's so much more to discover. There's so much Old Testament prophecy outworked in the space of about seven calendar days. It's, it's incredible. It's a moment steeped in meaning. And there are aspects on this day on the triumphal entrance that just shout, if we're willing just to peel away a layer or two, just shout, I bring peace. That's all Jesus is trying to say. I'm coming in peace. Yes, there's the rejoicing, there's the victory, there's the the shouts, there's the laying down of cloaks and palms, there's, there's crowds cheering and celebration, there's Hosanna, the Word, That means save now, come and save us. And that's what's so powerful about Easter weekend when we acknowledge our need of a Saviour who took the choice, remember? He was not forced upon the cross. He chose to hang on the cross. That's powerful. There's all this anticipation because the King is coming. But the King of peace is actually evidenced in the donkey and the branches the donkey and the branches. Thought it might help today just to teach for just a few minutes. Why a donkey? And why of all the plants available, did they turn up with palm branches? Because it's, it's in the Scriptures, the living Word of God. Our God makes no mistakes, no afterthoughts. Oh, oh, geez, they need some sort of animal to get Jesus into Jerusalem. What's the closest one? No, 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 it was prophesied 500 years earlier in the book of Zechariah. He sent disciples ahead to go and make sure a donkey was ready. There's something about the donkey. There's something about the branches. Donkeys, you see, were what kings, not just Jesus, but kings would ride into when they come in peace. A horse is what they would ride into when they were ready for battle. A king would choose to ride a donkey into an environment as a physical description. I'm coming in peacetime to bring peace. But if they are ready for war and ready for battle, which is needed, and if you're willing to read Revelation in the week of Easter, you'll find that our Saviour King returns on a white horse when it's time, when it's time for a new heaven and a new earth to declare His all authority. But we live between Easter and Revelation, the second coming. 
And so we actually need to look at why He chose to come on a donkey because that's our example. That impacts our life here in Aotearoa and around the world in 2023. And palm branches doesn't take too much research to find that in Jewish culture, palms, palm trees, palm branches were a token of victory and peace. Many of us, our worldview, our way of looking at our expectation, our thought process would be that for Jesus to arrive arrive into Jerusalem the week before His crucifixion, He probably should be carried on a chariot, should be Will Smith singing with dancing elephants, (laughs) like when Alibaba arrives in Aladdin, (laughs) some sort of fanfare and significance. Jesus sent a couple of disciples to go and say, there's a young donkey, get it ready for me. And if anyone asks, just say the teacher needs it. And that's what happened. And, and people understood that. What we would want is a display of strength. And what Jesus cho- chose was a display of humility. Yeah. Of all the ways he could arrive, of all the grand entrances he could make, the scriptures say that it had to be a donkey. Zechariah chapter 9, verses 9 and 10 say this. Remember, written about 500 years before Jesus was born in Bethlehem. Rejoice, O people of Zion. Shout in triumph, O people of Jerusalem. Look, your King is coming to you. He is righteous and victorious, yet He is humble, riding on a donkey, a donkey's colt. And I will remove the battle chariots from Israel and the war horses from Jerusalem. I will destroy, this is God speaking through a prophet, I will destroy the weapons used in battle and your king will bring peace to all the nations. This is the king that we serve. This is our saviour king, King Jesus. He arrives in humility to bring peace. You know, in preparation for today, which I've been, I've been ready for, I've been excited about for months. I've been so looking forward to today. I keep reading about how, how a king arrived made such a statement of their intent, that on a donkey was peace, on a horse was war, but everything about Jesus showed his intent, right? Born in a manger, in a dirty old stable, in the back blocks of Bethlehem, a guy from Galilee, what good could come from Nazareth? It was always a a picture of humility, of not coming to take over. In fact, he said, the Son of Man came to serve and not be served. This is our Messiah. He humbled himself. He is God. He sits on on the throne at the right hand of the Father. My right, your right, my right. He sits there in heaven, but he chose to become a man like you and I, Here on earth, He arrives in humility to bring peace and our world needs peace. And maybe there was something in that arrival. Maybe people in Jerusalem were actually beginning to understand because they brought palm branches, palm branches and they laid them on the ground. And as I said, I found in a few different concordances and and study that for Jewish culture, the palm branches actually are a symbol of of peace. Maybe it was subconscious, maybe they knew it. 
But as he arrived on a donkey, humble and bringing peace, that the people would choose to welcome him with psalm, uh, palm, palms and say, we need your peace. And so my question for each and every one of us today is, how are we welcoming Jesus? As a Christian believer today, how do you welcome the King into your heart, into your life? Because I know that sometimes I've stood there like, God, Jesus, I want the white horse one coming in with fire out of the eyes or something cool like that and smite them, deal with everything. But that's never how our Jesus has arrived into our life. And if I try to welcome Him like that, I miss out. I miss out on the power, on the presence, on the peace that comes with residing in His kingdom. How are we welcoming Jesus? Revelation chapter 7 actually says uh, that, that there'll be a time where every, people of every nation, every tribe, every language will be holding palm branches Isn't it amazing? Shouting, salvation comes from God who sits on the throne and from the Lamb. Another description given to our Saviour King is not that He rides in like an all-conquering gorilla like King Kong, that He is a Lamb that was slain. That He would say, I am the ultimate sacrifice. I lay my life down. And we shout praise to a different kind of King. A different kind of king bringing a different kind of kingdom. On this road in Jerusalem, I don't know if they knew that they were welcoming this king of peace, but they, they brought palm branches. But we have an opportunity now, after a few centuries of study and with the Holy Word of God, to make a decision on Palm Sunday 2023. How will I welcome Jesus? Will I welcome the king? and say, I need your peace. I need to live in your kingdom. All hail King Jesus, the bringer of peace. Remember when it was prophesied about the birth of Jesus, Isaiah 9 verse six, one of the names given to Jesus is Prince of Peace. When He moved from Prince to King, He didn't lose the peace part. (laughs) He brings peace. When he was born, you can read in Luke chapter 2, verse 14, that angels declared, heaven opened up over Bethlehem and angels said that he will bring peace on earth. And we can look at the news today and go, where is this peace? And we can look at our own hearts and minds some days and go, where is this peace? And the challenge is, have we welcomed the King of peace? Our world is not serving Jesus and so therefore His Kingdom is not reigning on earth. We have the opportunity to see His Kingdom established in our lives first, in our homes and in our world. Amen. It was prophesied that He would bring peace. The angels heralded He would bring peace. When He entered Jerusalem, they turned up with palm branches, something about peace. What makes it so powerful is that Jesus knew on that day what He was heading towards. Are you catching it today? He knew He was going to the cross. He knew He would be falsely accused. He knew He would be beaten and battered and spat upon. He knew. He knew. 
If I know that someone's going to treat me bad this week, how am I going to enter that week? Humbly and with peace? I'm probably going to wall up. I'm going to let, I'm going to get around everybody. Make sure they know, you know, on Thursday, he's going to say some bad stuff about me. I already know. (laughs) That's not the example of our king. He knew what lay before him. He had a purpose for heading to Jerusalem. And that purpose was the cross. Really, that purpose was you and me. Purpose was to conquer sin and death so that we don't have to pay the price. So that we don't have to carry shame and be racked with guilt. Suffer the consequences of our sins because he has. And because of that, he chose peace. You could put it another way. He arrived in Jerusalem ready to be betrayed and crucified but he didn't come to fight and argue. He came humbly on a donkey, bringing peace. The unexpected entrance of an unlikely king. Not just that day in Jerusalem, but today in our lives. And knowing what lay before him, we could say he'd be justified in standing up for his rights. And in a world that is so passionate about making sure everyone knows my rights, as Christian believers, we choose to live in a kingdom where our king gave up his rights and said, I come in peace. See, why I believe this is a powerful moment for our church is one, what it's going to do in our hearts when we welcome the king of peace, but then two, what it's going to do in our world if we would choose to follow our king's example and live as a bringer of peace. This is our king, gracious, humble, willing. In the coming days, he'd get down on his knees and wash his disciples' feet. (laughs) That offends especially Peter. There's a disciple that would be most like I talked about before, it'd be Peter. In fact, he's the one that chopped off the ear of one of the soldiers with a sword saying, nah, you're gonna try and take Jesus, let's do this. But our humble king heals the man's ear (laughs) and just says, chill, Peter, again. (laughs) Tim Keller put it this way, that from his mother's knee, Peter had always been told that the Messiah would come and defeat evil and injustice and he would ascend the throne. But here is Jesus saying, yes, I am the Messiah. I am the King. But I came not to live, but to die. I'm not here to take power, but to lose it. I'm not here to rule, but to serve. And that's how I will defeat evil and put everything right. How do we put things right in our world? Not the way our world tries to put things right the way our king puts things right. Humility, service, grace, and peace. The Prince of Peace arrived into a week of chaos in Jerusalem, and today he arrives for each and every one of us. Whangarei right through to Dunedin, people sitting in a hospital room right now and your world is full of turmoil. He brings peace. For families, where things feel chaotic and overwhelming, 
Our king can bring peace. Marriages. And you're wondering if this is actually the, the death week. Easter doesn't end on the cross. Easter's about an empty tomb of resurrection. And our God can bring peace. In every location, why doesn't the band join me today? Remember, throughout the Holy Week, Jesus would stand silent when he got accused. He told Judas, do what you've come to do when he betrayed him. When Peter lashes out with the sword, Jesus goes peacefully with the Jewish authorities. He took his pain only to God and not out on man. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross. See, church, we pray, God, let your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I don't know about you, but I think I've prayed that prayer. God, let your kingdom come on earth. But then I try to establish my kingdom and do things my way and fight for my rights and argue my point and try and do things the way the world has taught us to do things. But what about if we actually pray, let your kingdom come and your will be done on earth. And then we live out the way our King of peace calls us to live. So today my question is, who is King of your heart? Who's King of your life? Because whoever is King determines the kingdom you'll live in. Is worry King? Is money King? Is job security King? Is whoever's sitting in government the King of your heart? Is your spouse King? Are your children King? Anything that takes the place of Jesus on the throne of our life, starts to determine the kingdom we live in. Who is your King? Let it be Jesus today. Who do you give authority to? Whose dominion do you sit under? Because we all sit under some dominion. And if you would be willing to not, not just say, yes, I'm saved and born again, but I actually bow to the King capital K, the King of all kings, King Jesus. And you can experience His kingdom, which brings peace to hearts. To clarify, when I ask who is King, it's not the same question, are you saved? That is a significant and crucial question for every person. But for many of us in these services today, your answer to that is yes. I accept Jesus as Saviour. For many others, you're gonna have that opportunity in a few short moments where you can open your heart to the love, the grace, the forgiveness, the salvation available. But for every one of us today, not only are you saved, but who is King? It's possible for you to be saved and still allow other things to be King. It's possible for us to be born again, but not be residing under His rule. And I know in my life, I have to continually make sure that Jesus is King. Because I know I need peace. And left in my own devices and left in this world, I won't find it. With everything that swirls around in my heart and mind, 
I have to constantly and consistently say, Jesus, You are King. And if You're King, then I live in a kingdom of peace. As a husband, as a father, as a colleague in a workplace, I know that my lack of peace impacts everything around me. This week, I can tell you the moments where I was not functioning out of a kingdom of peace. It's evident by my communication or lack thereof with my spouse. Love you, babe. (laughs) It's evident when I'm short with those around me. It's evident when I go into my into my bend tunnel, try and figure things out. And what I wrote in my final notes for today in preparation at the end of this week is, sometimes I've made effort king. I can just effort my way, we'll find peace. Just give it, give it everything. Trying to do things in my own strength. But that will never sustain us. I need to make Jesus King each and every day of my life. I need to reside in His kingdom of peace. You wanna be led by the Prince of Peace? You wanna live in His kingdom? Or you wanna leave it to the powers and principalities of this world? Find out what kind of kingdom you'll live in. Can you stand to your feet in every location today online if it's possible? Why don't you stand in the presence of God? Who is your King today? Now in a few weeks time after Easter in in New Zealand, our Anzac weekend, we're gonna launch a series at the end of April across a rise called Because of the Cross. We're gonna unpack what it is, what Jesus did on the cross, what that means for you and I and how that impacts our life, our day to day when He is King. It's gonna be powerful. It's gonna help us. It's gonna shape us. But before that moment, today on Palm Sunday, as we approach Holy Week and prepare our hearts for Easter, Let's determine today, Jesus is King. Jesus is my King. Jesus is King. So I've asked the team today to prepare and lead us in a song called My King Forever. And maybe for someone here today, you've been following Jesus for 57 years, but you know today is another day to say, I lift my hands up, I lay my life down, I make you King. You are my King. Maybe this is your first time in church where you're about to experience what it is to declare that He is King of Kings and Lord of Lords. So in every location, I wanna pray, then I wanna encourage you. Don't let a band sing about who is King. Open your heart, open your mouth and declare that Jesus is King. God, we thank You. We thank You that everything about the triumphal entrance, Lord, was ordained, was set aside for us to understand that You are King and that when You are King, You have rule, You have reign, You have dominion. So God, today, I declare over every life that is willing to lay ourselves down and open our hearts up, that Your Kingdom would reign, that You would bring peace into hearts, peace into minds, and that we would experience what it is to live in Your Kingdom. In Jesus' mighty Name, Amen. Thank you for joining us for the Arise Church podcast. We hope this message has blessed you. For more content or resources, visit arisechurch.com. Matiwa, see you soon.